Dr. Missy Price. Thank you so much for joining me today. You bet. All right, cool. So the big announcement just came out, USL Super League. How involved are you in that? And is this like your thing? Is this your baby? Is this, is this what, what's going to grow? Not, Not your baby. baby. Definitely, um, I'm at the heart of it. It's it's a really big key initiative from the entire USL across all of our departments. Uh, my role as VP of Women's Soccer is to really make sure that we have integration as we're building out our women's pathway. When you talk about anything that has to do with our players and coaches and on-field products, so there's, there's a lot of business stuff, right, right, right. that goes on in, the, in building a league. Um, so Super League's the, the apex of that pathway, and our W League that right. operates in the, in the summer. We had a great season this past uh, 2022 summer, and we're really starting to see a lot of interest in the academies. So my job is to say, if we're going to move players in that pathway, or someone enters our PSL pathway at any place, and they end up in the Super League, that they're ready to be there. Right? Not just the talent, but the experiences that they've had, the professionalization that's preparing them to be a pro, right. um, and that our coaches the same way. So, right, we think about player development. We don't want to talk about coach development in the same way. So we could have coaches that are working in some of these USL clubs that might have players where they then become a coach or something like that. So for me, um, yeah, the Super League is it's what I work on every day. Yeah. <laughs> Is it now? Is it is it supposed to be modeled after the USL on the men's side? Is that like a similar model, or is that are you guys just completely separate in, in the fact that you're going to do your own thing, your own pathway? How much of it, I guess, is taken from the men's side? Yeah, I would say like in its in its general structure, structure, the structure right? yeah. it's definitely pro senior team being right. pro teams. The senior team could also be um, our pre pro teams and our league two and our W teams, but that there is this integration, vertical integration. Right. Um, so I would say the structure is the same, but maybe there are nuanced differences in what uh, female players need, right? Or how to support women coaches working in the women's side. That's tends to be still where they sure, work. They sure. can certainly coach men's, men's soccer. But, um, so there might be nuances, but the, the general principle is the same. Okay. Now what would a successful Super League look like for you? Oh man. You know what? I, I think it's at the core of what the USL is, which is bringing soccer to communities, right? So a successful Super League for me would be first season however many teams there are playing is that those community, the community yeah. engagement, the, the fans showing up for their for their club, right? right like there's right. just this core core connection there. Um, but also that the players are experiencing high level of, of play, of professionalism from the coaches, the referees, standards of operation. I mean, I'd love to see a TV media deal, right? Yeah, yeah, like, and you go yeah. into all the other big sponsorships right, and right. partnerships and things like that. But success in its simplest form, I think, would be that we bring women's soccer to communities where it doesn't already exist. And that product is at a professional level that is second to none, right. in my opinion. So in those communities where soccer doesn't exist, is that how you're choosing the inaugural 
clubs, or is, is that a completely different process? Um, and are those clubs chosen? Yeah. Or you're not uh, going to reveal it yet? Or, and, or reveal the boss comes Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, she, gave, yeah. she gave the note. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the, the club part process is still happening. Okay. Um, yeah. But the USL has a huge footprint. You know, so the opportunity for Super League to be nationwide exists. Right. And we'll be able to, we'll, we'll share more about that yeah. soon. Yeah. Is, is the plan, too, to kind of like use the Super League as a as a maybe a next step to the NWSL and is there any type of working relationship with the NWSL at all right now or I would say like the current working relationship I would describe it as is like well we collaborate to do the same thing which is to offer professional women's soccer it's two different models of how we're doing it um what we want to do is to be able to help our clubs identify talent attract it to their club right develop that talent and then if the time and, and, and talent is right promote that talent to wherever that is um, and that can happen anywhere within the pathway but we're specifically talking about Super League Super League could be the end point of a professional career for someone meaning like they play in the Super League and that's where they have their entire professional career and they could move right. to another league somewhere whether that's in our country or globally right speaking of the pathway the USL also began uh, a youth league right or like a, a piloted uh, a USL academy youth league well I mean, historically, the USL's been, it has a huge history. It was named something else. It was called it was <laughs> Right, right, right. So what do you... So, I mean, like the USL Academy. Okay. Like that. Like, how does how does that now, in terms of, I guess, quote-unquote, competing with, like, leagues like the ECNL and GA, how yeah. does, you know, what what's different about the Academy? Or is, it, or is this, is the difference now that... Because you have the USLW, the Super League, you have the, the direct pathway to the first team, right? Yeah, yeah. right. That is the difference, right. right? So the academy is linked to a senior team. So in theory, nothing in our in the USL is standalone, right? right? So that's what the, the vertical integration of those pathways are. So the senior team could be, or you take the women's pathway, we have a club that has an academy. It's linked to a senior team, which could be the W League, or the senior team could be the Super League, or there could be a club that actually has all three, right? Um, but I'm going to you know, say in these earlier stages of development, you're going to see a, an academy linked to either a W or a Super League team. I think it'll take a little while until it builds out, builds out an entire vertical within its own structure. But that is the unique feature of it, right? And our academy is designed, um, it does have an age, age limit on it. So the age limit's huge money. Right. But we, we won't get into all the details, but there are some rules where like overage players can play on it. Gotcha. So imagine now you have a W League team, you drop down one of those overage players right. to play in some academy league. Games, so right. they get more games. Sure. They train with the W League team because they're just not quite there right. in their right. games, like their minutes. There's an, an opportunity. Or you've got um, your your if your academy is linked to a youth affiliate, um, it is the academy is not a youth league, right. but if it's le linked to like a youth affiliate, whatever that is, the youth club system. That's now let's say maybe you're taking your best U18s, your best U17s, yeah. best U16s. 
they're all playing on a USL Academy team together with maybe one or two of those overage players. Now that's creating a competitive environment for some of your top talent with the idea that you're trying to develop them for your senior team. Gotcha. Makes sense? Gotcha. Yeah. So that's where it sits. And the entire USL pathway is really built to complement existing structures. So that's a beautiful way college game. Other that makes a lot of sense. Now, you didn't always, you weren't always this business savvy person, right? You did start your career as a coach. I did. So, <laughs> what made you step away from the field and go to the front office? Yeah. Um, well, the person that I worked directly with, Amanda Vanderborn, is the president of the USA Super League. And the concept of what the USL is trying to do. And I mean, for me, I always said if I was going to leave coaching, it wasn't going to be for like another coaching job sure. somewhere else. Like when it was going to be for something else. And I could never like describe it to people. Yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. I don't know, like some nonprofit that wants to like do really cool things. You something, know, like, something, something, it's bigger than yeah, it's bigger it's than just, you, right? Yeah, you I was like, I don't know. You'll, you know, you'll like, leave your footprint in the Olympic Committee somewhere. I've always been incredibly interested in development of coaches, college yeah. education, and supporting coaches in their profession. So I'm like, I don't know, but like those jobs don't really exist. Right. So until the USL made this commitment to U.S. soccer, or to, um, to women's soccer, and they hired Amanda Vanderbilt to be the president of the con, and she was like, I need someone to build out my technical side yeah. for the women's game. And I was like, oh, that sounds like really cool. And then, well, yeah, I'll like, spread the word. And I kind of was like, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is the job I want, right? <laughs> Whatever that job I need to Yeah, so um, I think for me, the ability to leave coaching meant I would also have to have a job where I would think that I was making a difference for women's soccer. And the USL was doing that. So that, in its simplest terms, that was that's what that's what got me. Yeah. <laughs> how how much? Now you're invested in coaches' leadership. So what what for you when you're looking at the coaches that these clubs are hiring? Do you have like a I guess a guideline for all these clubs and the coaches they bring in. You know, what are your priorities and I guess principles that you want all these coaches to kind of stand by? You know, player welfare is at its core a lot of our focus as it should be. And um, I think, not to discount it, but what we also don't think about that equation is coach welfare. Right. Because if you don't have coaches who can take care of themselves. Right. They're not going to probably behave well. Right. We're stressed out. We do crazy things. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I think um, I, I think for me, where my role lies is helping clubs understand you know, what is your philosophy, um, what's the mission of your club, right. what you know, how do you want to drive engagement in your fan base, what kind of field products do you want to have, like. In the end, like the coach, you know, decide the style of play and this and that, but the club has a culture, has an identity. Right, right. So knowing what that is and then what role is your coach playing, really getting them to understand that so they can help attract the right people. Yeah. Not just hire someone they know that can win, let's say, but doesn't necessarily fit all the other values right. of their club. Um, looking for, you know, in women's soccer in particular, if you're trying to go find someone who 
who's got experience being a women's pro coach, you know, like, there's just, and you want it to be a woman, there's not a lot of people. Right, right. <laughs> so, at least in our, in our country, um, so it's also getting them to look past, what, like, a specific um, checklist of our resume sure. would look like. Mm -hmm. So what kinds of um, experiences do you want this coach to have? Yeah. Um, outside of maybe just coaching, because maybe they've coached a ton in the women's college game in the U.S., whether they're a male or female candidate, like, because that's sort of the highest, been the highest level, other than our, our pro leagues that have existed, but there's, there's not a lot of jobs to be a pro coach, at least right. in our country. No, so sure. it's getting them to just really dive into, like, what, what kind of qualities and characteristics do you want this person to have? Um, does does them being a former pro player is that important to you? If so, why? Because it was also it's also hard to be a pro player, sure. right? Yeah. So and to have coaching experience, right? So I don't we want them to think more broadly. Gotcha. Um, you know, and if they already have their men's team or something like that, and they have a good way that they thought it needs to hire their, their staff for that side of the club, maybe that works to hire for their women's side of the club, or maybe they need to tweak right. something. So it's really just trying to understand yeah. the leadership at each club. Sure. Yeah, help do, guide them. Yeah. How, how often do you work with those clubs? Like, let's, let's say the W League, just because it had its first season last summer, how often are you working with? with the clubs in the W League to make sure that they're either upholding the standards that, that you want to see, or if they're not, how do you kind of get them to, yeah, to raise I mean, that bar? You know, kind of all the time between our operations team yeah. and the um, is sometimes it's just proactively sending them information. Other times it's uh, some clubs will say we're looking to hire a coach. Um, and they might reach out to talk about it. Um, others say, you know, here's our new coach. This is what we love about them, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, you know, for us too, it's the standards at the USL. We really strive to drive up the standards. So coaching licenses and, and things like that. Um, we're looking at in academy and, and W League, we strive to have our coaches be at the B license level for US soccer. equivalent. And, um, it's not that our clubs can't hire someone, right? right. That doesn't have that, but then they have to have a plan to develop that coach, right? Which also leads to that whole vertical integration, because then if they grow later, or that coach in the W League uh, goes on to become a Super League coach somewhere in the USL, right? Yeah. So the investment in, in those coaches themselves, so it isn't necessarily that there is like a checklist and you right. gotta check all these things off, it's more so we want you to yeah. know who you are as a club yeah. and hire the right people to help you succeed. Gotcha. So that's the guidance that really yeah, helps. Yeah, that makes sense. How much from your coaching past, like the skills and skills that you learn coaching and just working with people, how much does that relate to what you're doing on a day-to-day? -day yeah, all now? the time. I know yeah. I think talking, sometimes I'm talking directly with coaches in the W League, so I, I you know, talk soccer with them. <laughs> right, right. You know, I can really listen to it, uh, it's whether it's concerns or advice or this or that. Um, maybe they're, the club's working on player recruitment strategies while, you know, as a recruited in college right, for right. 20 plus years, like, yeah. things evolve, but the principles are generally the same, right? So, there's a lot of skill sets that are, I think, directly transferable from that way. And then the other is just managing people and getting to know them and understand, like, what kind of support they do need. Sure. And, 
you know, I think some some clubs are more proactive and reach out directly to whether that's me or someone on our team in the USL for advice or, or things like that, and others, you know, might wait till they're feeling a little stuck, but they do feel like the USL is a resource for them. Yeah, no, that's good. That's good. I, I feel like there's always from coaching, you know, just because you see you see it all coaching, yeah, right? I mean, so it's, it, it's you can talk. I can talk referees. I can talk. I mean, even when we talk about like facilities, right? And, you know, sometimes we're getting a new club and maybe there's an issue with their field size or this right. or that, and you know, I'll be advising the group on whether you know, either advising the club on what to do about it, advising the group on how we're gonna field's got to be longer or wider, right. or, you know, like because we want. That right. Yeah, you can play all. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. I mean, because some of the some it, it's nice to have leagues that set standards for some of the summer league teams that that you can see and that the fields that they get away with playing on. It's just they're just yeah. not great. And, yeah, we have a high level of those facility standards. Yeah. and it just brings more credibility yeah. to the league as well. So and, well, and we're we're trying to prepare players. To be a professional, right. if they want to, right? Sure. Like, so we can't do that if we also don't like try to professionalize the facilities, make sure there's quality recreation, right. make sure that things are run as professionally as possible. Right now, the U.S. is big. We got clubs everywhere. Yeah. Some places everything's unique, but in general, that bar is high for us because that player that. Um, comes in place in the W League, for example, yeah. like even the substitution policy is, is different right. than college. Right. There's there's no re-entry. Right. Now, that's put in place for several reasons. One is to help develop players. It challenges you to approach the game differently. It also develops coaches. Sure. You have to learn yeah. how to substitute differently, yeah. right? So these are skills that they're not getting in other environments, and that's that's okay, right? right. Those, right. that's how we're complementary. So you can come and, and coach in the W League, and you can play in the W League. Same thing in our academy, and get different experiences that are going to help develop you as a player and a coach, right. regardless of what you like. Even if you go back to college, and that's where your career ends, or if you move on into a professional level. Yeah. Or if you move into into the game and some other after play, playing career, you go on to be a coach or a right, referee right. or a, um, a front office staff or run a club mm -hmm. or whatever. The experiences you have in our ecosystem yeah. are unique. Right, hundred percent. Yeah. What do you hope the Super League looks like in five to ten years? Oh man, like what, what's it gonna look like? What's it gonna Good. look like? Yeah. I mean, I would love for the Super League to have two, two like strong divisions. Yeah. Um, have women's soccer in kind of you know, the quadrant off the country, you know, and the four mm. quadrants have like have women's soccer in all of those quadrants. Yeah. I, I would love to see um, the Super League become a common phrase that people are using. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I watch the Super League. Right. You know? Like, as much as they watch any other soccer league yeah. in our country. It's, it's going to happen, we see. We're, we're going to make it happen. <laughs> we're going to make it happen. I yeah. hope so. It, you know, I really, I really believe in what we're doing. Um, I think that we're going to have a strong infrastructure. Mm -hmm. our, our, the USL office is tremendous. We have support in every area from operations to media and 
club services and helping them building out their, their business. Right, right. right. Um, we want the clubs to succeed. We want them to succeed at whatever place they are in that pathway, right? Um, it isn't just like we want the pro clubs right, to succeed. Right, right. <laughs> so last question I have is we'll wrap up. Speaking of the 10 years down the road, mm -hmm. in 10 years when, let's say, you, there's a new role that you want to create for yourself, new job. <laughs> don't whatever, ask me where well, Yeah, <laughs> whatever it is. But, but what's, the, what's the legacy that you want to you wanna leave in, if, you know, you decide to, to go to another league, once the, you know, Premier League or whatever just calls you over, and, you know, what's the legacy you want to leave here in the USL? Um, I would like to, I, if I, I would like to leave the USL in a place where soccer is prioritized, supported, where the players and the coaches can work, and everyone really can work in safe environments, um, where they can bring their, their best self to their job, whatever yeah. that is. Um, I would like to see us continue to drive accessibility, especially for our underrepresented groups in our sport and really just break down some of those barriers that yeah. still exist. Um, and I'd like to see that we can be a powerhouse for women. Like that the USL ecosystem, not just the not just the front not just our office in Tampa, right? right? right. But the USL in in its own um, place, whether that's the men's women's pet doesn't matter. That we could be a place that provides jobs for women. Jobs can be playing jobs, refing. Like I just, that's what I want to see. I want to see us leverage that scale and that scope. Yeah, love it. Love representation. It. It's gonna happen, Missy. All hey, right. with your leadership, nothing can stop us. <laughs> but right. no, seriously, I appreciate you coming. Thank you for joining. Yeah, thanks. Um, see you around.